Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash a mother butthole. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved in the stories daily. Clicking that like button is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for what you do, and let's crack on with today's first story. And it's from BusySwan7499, who asks, am I the asshole for attempting to get a family with kids evicted? I recently moved in in an apartment complex and next to me lives a family of four. The parents were their two kids. The kids seem to be young. One is clearly a baby and the old one possibly under the age of three. The family also apparently owns their apartment and they don't rent. Their kids play a lot all day long. Thankfully, not during quiet hours. Quiet hours are 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. But they are very loud, especially the oldest one. But the baby, I think the baby is barely one, cries a lot too. I don't know how they managed to keep them quiet during quiet hours, but the rest of the day, it's a nightmare. I tried to leave a note on their doors to keep the kids from playing multiple times and ask them to do it out of respect for the neighbors. The mum knocked on my door and apologized for the noise, but she said they are kids and it's normal for them to play and be loud as long as they're quiet during quiet hours. She shouldn't be expected to tie them down on a bed to keep them quiet all day long. I insisted it's disrespectful, but she said that if I have a problem with kids making noise, I should rent an apartment on a complex that does not allow children. And there are many complexes like that in our area. She also suggested me some. I thought it was ridiculous of me to be the one to be told to move out instead of them trying to be more respectful. I contacted my landlord and asked if I can do something to evict the family. He said that's not possible since they comply by the complex rules and they also own their house and that legally there's nothing I can do. I was complaining about that to my sister and told her that my landlord and the mum of the apartment next door told to me but she apparently agrees with them and says I'm the arsehole for attempting to have a family evicted when they did nothing wrong to break the rules. I kind of feel like OP was very honest with all the details in this post but sort of dug themselves a hole at the same time. From what I got out of this, this family owns their own apartment. They're abiding to the rules that's there. You know, during quiet hours, the kids are quiet. So somehow the parents are keeping them quiet during these hours. But obviously children need a release. So when those hours are over, they're going out and playing and and using up their energy, which I think fair play to them, you know. And I covered a story recently about an apartment story and, you know, noise from the roof and stuff like that. And a lot of the comments said in that one, they said, you know, this is part of apartment life. As long as you're following the rules, that's it. You can't be complaining. And although you couldn't, but you tried to get a family evicted from an apartment. And I can only assume this was recently. So I'm going to say so close to Christmas as well. Not that that's a real relevant detail here, but it still hits me. So yes, 100% you are going to be the arsehole to me in this situation. 
But your little birdie says you're the asshole. Kids are loud. People are loud. They're not breaking any rules. And if you need silence, go buy yourself a single family house in a rural area. Trying to evict the family for your own personal comfort is a massively asshole thing to do. Start says you're the asshole not only for attending to get a family who owns their home evicted during a housing crisis, but definitely as they've broken no rules. You also have some seriously unrealistic entitled ideas about apartment life. Keggs replies that one saying, I know, imagine settling down, buying your own place, starting a family, juggling two young children, doing your best to keep them occupied constantly in the quiet times, thinking you're doing a pretty good job. Then some arsehole rents next door, complains and tries to get you evicted from your own home because they didn't like the situation they moved into. Strongest, you're the arsehole in a while. Sky Island 18 says, renters get evicted, not owners by the way you're the arsehole to which historical concept seven says you're the arsehole babies cry two-year-olds make noise facts of life as your landlord pointed out they are observing the rules either move to one of the complexes your neighbor suggested or buy some noise cancelling headphones and listen to some music or if you prefer silence foam rubber earplugs work well and Tunip Man says, you're the arsehole, holy fuck, how did you even feel you need to ask this? As you said, they keep it down during quiet hours, so they aren't doing anything wrong. Kids make noise. If you don't want to deal with that, move to a place with no kids. Don't try to get a family with a baby put on the streets. Now, what do you guys make of our first story? What do you think about OP trying to get this family evicted? Not that he could by the sounds of it, but what do you think about that? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story is from Initial Fun 4091 and it does follow with an update so feel free to use the timestamps if you want to go straight to the update if you heard the story before. And it's titled, Am I the Asshole for Wanting My Girlfriend to Take a Pregnancy Test? I, 26 male, and my girlfriend, 25 female, have been together for six years. I think she's pregnant. I keep encouraging her to take a test and she refuses. For the past month or so, she's been saying that she doesn't feel good. She's been extremely tired and fatigued, complaining of back pain and headaches, feeling bloated and overall just not feeling well. I asked if she thought she should call her doctor, not necessarily because I thought she was pregnant, but just out of concern for her health in general. She said no and figured it was allergies or a period was supposed to start. Her period is very regular. I mean, I can damn near track it. She said that she's always been this way and has rarely been more than a day or two off. So when she was supposed to start earlier this month and didn't, she seemed a bit concerned. When she was a week late, I pointed out that she hadn't been feeding herself and maybe she should take a pregnancy test. She said there was no way she was pregnant and she was probably just re-regulating or something like that. I said taking a test wouldn't hurt just to be sure, but she wasn't having it, so I dropped it. She has a lot of fears and phobias, one of them being emetophobia, which is fear of vomit. It's something she struggled with since she was a kid. Usually even someone around her saying they feel sick will send her into full-blown panic mode. Thursday night, she was supposed to visit her grandmother, so when I came home after work, I was surprised to see her laying on the couch. I said, you're home early, and she told me she didn't go. When I asked why, she told me that while she was driving home, she felt nauseous and decided not to go. I asked if she was okay and questioned the nausea. She told me it was nothing, probably something she ate. Being nauseous for any reason would normally cause her to freak out and now she's being so nonchalant about it. She again blew it off like it was nothing. 
I again mentioned taking a pregnancy test. She had all these symptoms. Why not just take a test and find out? If she is, she is. If she's not, she's not. And then we can put our minds at ease. We went back and forth a little bit. Basically, her argument is that she's not pregnant. There's no way she's pregnant and she wishes I would just drop it. She stormed off to bed. I slept in the guest room and that was that. She has been giving me the cold shoulder since Thursday night. We're usually great about communication. This is probably the worst argument we've ever had and I don't know what to do. Do I apologize? I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, but maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut. I'm not trying to push her. I'm just worried. If she is pregnant, then she has to get the proper care. If she's not, then there's something else going on health-wise that she should get checked. Edit, I hit the character limit when I submitted this and in my shortened version, I guess I left some things out, but I need to clear this up. We've talked about kids before and as far as I know, we both want them. It was a conversation we had before we even started dating, but that's a story for another time. Lol, everything was fine before this. We both seem to be on the same page in terms of our future. If she is pregnant, she is not waiting until it's too late to do anything, thus trapping me in the relationship. I love her more than anything. I'm not leaving her whether she's pregnant or not. Now, I think I got to come into this one with not the arsehole for the concern you have for your girlfriend. And yeah, just want to clear up all the symptoms are there, like you're saying. And so I think having this test would clear it up. But I will say, she probably knows this already and she's just scared to have that test to actually confirm it. So whilst you already say that you're great at communication, I think my question to her would be, are you afraid that, that it may be positive? And then go from there. Because let's face it, pregnancy is a massive thing, like absolutely huge. Not only will it introduce a little one into your lives that will change your lives forever, there's the pregnancy itself, the body changes, the sickness which she has a phobia of, feelings and hormones and just a whole range of stuff that will absolutely change your life. So of course it's going to be a scary thing and that's what I kind of feel it may be. So we will find out in the update in a second, I hope. If it is pregnancy, of course. But we'll move down to the comments to see what they say. And we're going to start with our honor defend saying, no one's an asshole here. You just want to take care of her and make sure she isn't sick at its core. Honestly, it sounds like she is pregnant, how you are describing, but that is probably terrifying to her. Taking the test would force her to face that fear head on and it's something she would have to come to herself. Maybe reassuring her that you're there for her and will support her throughout if she is pregnant or just addressing that you know it's scary for her would help ease her fears. She needs to feel secure and cared for in what is likely a very scary time, especially with how pregnancy out of wedlock is viewed for some families. Best of luck. Bored again says not the asshole. She's in denial and probably afraid of it being positive. You two had sex. There's a possibility of being pregnant. It's that simple. For the drama says, sounds like to me she's terrified she is pregnant. She wants to continue living in denial. I don't think you're an asshole for wanting to know because it would affect your future as well, but you can't force her to take a test. And one more from Traveler13 who says, no one's an asshole here. You aren't wrong, although you may be taking the wrong approach. Your girlfriend could be pregnant. Her period could be late or some other health issue could be going on. She may well be resisting taking a pregnancy test because she thinks she might be and is scared to find out for sure. Fear can often make people pull back, become defensive and go into denial. You may have better luck focusing on reassuring her that you love her and whatever happens, you are there for her. Apologize for pushing her and give her a few days. If she's still sick, then empathize that you are worried and think she should see a doctor. Offer to go with her or do anything else she needs. 
make sure it is clear that you are speaking from a place of love and concern. You've been with your girlfriend for six years, so you know her best. If any of this advice sounds like it won't work with her, go with your gut instead. Now, let's move on to the update to find out what happened. So, update. Thank you for the comments, upvotes, and awards on the original post. I appreciate everyone's concern, and especially those who checked in after. Sorry for leaving everybody hanging. To answer everyone's question, yes, she is pregnant, and yes, it is mine. She's about five months long, and she and the baby are both doing great. After my original post, I was considering some things that people had said before. I, th I thought it was best to drop it for the time being. We made up before getting into another big fight where we stopped speaking for a couple of days. One night I came home from work to find her crying. She finally opened up and were able to talk. As expected, she was scared and in denial. While marriage and kids were things we both agreed that we wanted, she wasn't in any hurry, so neither was I. However, we know 10 people who got married, engaged or had kids within the past year. I think she was feeling some kind of pressure and we discussed being less careful about birth control. I don't think either of us expected it to happen so fast and admittedly, we could have thought it through a bit more. Once faced with the possibility of being pregnant, she admitted that she didn't feel ready, but she was also concerned that if she wasn't pregnant, what was wrong with her, seeing that she definitely wasn't herself. She just didn't want to face either possibility, especially since at the time, her dad was going through a cancer scare. We had a long talk about all of the what ifs, her concerns and her options. It put her at ease enough to call her doctor, who was very accommodating. We weren't surprised to find out that she was pregnant, but we were a little surprised to find that she was not as nearly as far along as we expected. The doctor determined that the symptoms she was experiencing that had us convinced she was pregnant were actually due to stress and not taking care of herself properly. Unfortunately, the past few months have been really hard emotionally because of some family issues, but otherwise she feels good and is doing really well. We are nervous but excited. Looking forward to the end of April. Now, I think we should start off with a little congratulations to you both. And I really wish her father the best and with a cancer scare and, and just wish you all good health in general, really. But I think that was a pretty positive update in the end, although it was totally unexpected. Sometimes these things are, but it sounds like it's turning into a positive in the end. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Would like to know how they're going to deal with that, that phobia, the sickness phobia whilst pregnant though that'd be might have to google that one and our next story is from vice 1991 who says am i the asshole for refusing to let my son have two last names hey guys so a bit of context 
I, male 32, have been with my wife, female 30, for three years. She comes from a country where women get to keep their maiden name after marriage, which was fine with me, though as someone who comes from the South, my family pushed my wife to take my last name. But she ended up keeping hers, which made my family somewhat unhappy, saying it was disrespectful of her to keep her maiden name. But thankfully, they got over it and things got better and we reconciled later. Now this last name issue has been brought up again when my wife and I found out we were expecting a baby boy. I sat my wife down and told her that my son is going to get my last name and explained so that there is no confusion. But she disagreed and said no and came up with a compromise, which was that our son gets both our last names. But I declined explaining how awkward and confusing and just complicated that would be. Not to mention the middle name, so that would be a long name, but she said I should consider since my last name will still be there, but I said no. And I told her we'll just have to go with what most families here do and is going by the father's last name. She threw a fit, calling me selfish and accused me of treating her as if she, as a mother, gets less or no say. But I reminded her that she got to keep her maiden name. And, oh my word. And so we're even. She then argued that I was mixing two things and that are unrelated and was holding the fact she got to keep her maiden name over her head. Though that was her right to do the same with deciding what surname our son will have. I said I was sorry, but I cannot accept this compromise, especially with how my family will react, and told her she should just go with the flow and agree on my son having my last name. She got upset and refused to talk to me. After that, calling me selfish and a dictator and a minion for my family, even though I'm just looking out for our son's best interest and keeping them in mind. I just think she's being deliberately stubborn here, but I am not sure. Am I the arsehole? Edit. Jesus, whoa guys, there's too many responses here, man, and I won't be able to respond to all of them, but I've got a couple of things to say, and I'm adding them here for everyone to see. One, just to be perfectly clear here, I did not have an issue with my wife keeping her last name. In fact, I encouraged her to stick to it after my family started giving us grief about it. And two, the main reason I was initially against us using both names is the fact that our son might end up having a very long name as a full name. That's it. I have nothing against my wife's last name. I respect it. I respect her family. They seem sane and level-headed, and I appreciate them a lot. But as two blended families with two different backgrounds, we kind of, we tend to disagree sometimes. Now, I had to pause and take a breath after I read the line. I sat with my wife down and told her that my son is going to get my last name and explain so that there's no confusion. <laughs> and then you were later went on to remind her that she got to keep her maiden name. <laughs> like, what the hell? It, to me, it just sounded like OP was afraid of their family, and it's all about what their family thinks. Who gives a shit what their family thinks? It's their child, not their families. Let them sulk about it, that's on them. <laughs> But Stan and B says and quotes, I sat with my wife down and told her that my son is going to get my last name and then says, that's as far as one has to read to decide you're the arsehole. The rest of it just makes it worse. Compensate1995 says you're the arsehole. The decision has to be mutual. It seems unilateral and it doesn't reflect your mutual wants and needs. It reads as if you decided for both of you. You said a fact and she has to comply. You think you can veto her because you are a man. She didn't have to change her surname to yours and it doesn't mean that she has to name her kids after you. You didn't do her a favor by allowing her to keep her last name. She would have done that regardless of your objection and thoughts on the matter and even in spite of them. It sounds surreal at this point. Your wife sounds agitated and you have to think if this is a hill you want to die on. 
It's more than a simple dissent. It can lead to a major argument if it's not addressed properly. And quotes, she threw a fit calling me selfish and accused me of treating her as if she as a mother gets less or no say. But I reminded her that she has got to keep her maiden name and so we're even. And says, it speaks for itself at this point. Someone disagreeing with you doesn't mean that they threw a fit. You are victimizing yourself. You're the calm and logical side of this equation and she's the unreasonable, crude and overstepping boundaries. Mopper 300 says you're the arsehole and you're also a liar. You're not looking out for your son's best interest. You're looking out for your own. You're just afraid of your family. Who's more important, your family or your wife? Jazz like humor says you're the arsehole. You don't get to make this decision unilaterally. You say it's important your child only have one last name. Your wife considers it important that your child have her last name. The obvious compromise is that the child gets one last name, your preference, and that it is her last name, her preference. That is a win-win. Otherwise, it's obvious that you're lying when you say it's important to you that your child has one last name. What you really care about is the patriarchal, misogynistic norm that a child have the father's last name. And her keeping her own name is an entirely separate issue from what you name the child. It's her name. It was important to her that she keep that which is her own. Again, if it was important to you that you share a last name, you could have changed yours. Either two names because each of you want your own name for the child or one name which is hers because you consider having only one name important. ETA this and quotes, the main reason I was initially against using both names is the fact our son might end up having a very long name as a full name and that's it. And then goes on to say, doesn't help your cause. You're worried about a long name. That's your worry, not hers. She doesn't mind a long name. She does mind having her name excluded. Same compromise applies. If a too long name matters to you and including her name matters to her, use just her name. You get what you want, a short name, she gets what she wants, her name for the child. Win-win again. You can choose one name, hers or a long double name. You don't get to arbitrarily exclude a name because you and only you are the one having an issue with a long or double name. Inappropriate granny says, you're the arsehole. Look, Henry VIII, <laughs> she didn't get to keep anything. She is a grown woman who chose to keep her name instead of bow down to your ego. Get over yourself. She is your equal, your partner and your wife, not your subject. Your son is not an extension of that ego. He is a separate human. Your family has no say in any of this. They and you need to grow up. And one more from Pleasant Space 6267 who says you're the arsehole. I'm from the South as well. Quit using it as an excuse. Quit using your family as an excuse. You didn't do her a favor by allowing her to keep her fucking name. And you aren't looking out for your son's best interest, just yours. Your kid's life will be the same with or without your last name. Grow up and quit the sexism. Disrespectful my ass. It is disrespectful to think it is disrespectful someone doesn't give up their last name. They have had their whole ass life for your silly last name. And there is no even here. You gave the sperm, she makes the whole ass baby. And what did you expect from someone who wants to keep their last name after marriage would say when they have a kid? Now, what do you guys make of this one? I think I know where it's going to go, but I would love your thoughts anyway. And we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from pthrowaway98p who says, am I the asshole for causing a mass quitting? I was done with the company as they cut our pay to avoid laying off anyone. But then we posted record profits, but they didn't increase our salaries or give us the 10% bonus everyone was promised. 20% of the department already quit, but I was hanging on a bit, hoping to ride it out until next year. 
Then the boss yelled at an intern for asking to go home early and have time off because her mum just called to tell her that a cat was dying and to go straight to the vets. She wanted a few days off and the boss basically told her cats were animals and she wasn't allowed to request time off unless it was a human dying. He was supposed to discuss it in private but decided to just go to a corner of the office where my team overheard him. She was crying and grabbed her stuff and ran out of the office. I sent a company-wide email, which is standard, saying I was quitting and highlighted the interaction between the boss and the intern, though I didn't name names as the main reason. Then immediately like 10 people emailed me back to ask me who the manager was and to avoid leaving a trace. I told them in person and within a few days, most people knew. I work IT, where finding a new job now is really easy and tons of friends would offer me referrals into their companies immediately. I found another job within the two weeks and I'm starting on Monday. There's been over two dozen people sending quitting emails and now the company is shutting down people's emails a few days before they leave so they can't send goodbye emails and link their LinkedIn or phone numbers so current employees can't find them to piggyback to the next company. The boss came to berate me as he was being disciplined and might lose his job. I don't feel sorry for him because he's a jerk, but his family is going to be hard hit because he doesn't have any marketable skills other than PowerPoints. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Now, I don't think that you were the main cause of causing a mass quitting. You may have given it a little nudge, but I think lots of people have been giving it a little nudge for a while and it's just a piss poor company treating their staff like crap that has caused a mass quitting. And while it's nice of you to have empathy for the family, and the way that they might be hit by this, this is not your problem. He's caused this problem. He's the one being bloody rude to people, that poor intern, you know, being treated in that way. And he deserves to be reprimanded for his attitude towards others. Absolutely not the arsehole. Osa Wilde says, not the arsehole. And why do people think they are morally obligated to protect their employers from the consequences of their employer's own actions? Violet says, and quotes, he doesn't have any marketable skills other than PowerPoint. And it says, ouch, very funny. Not the arsehole. <laughs> Ghost Pickle says, not the arsehole. Who the fuck is he to tell someone how to feel? Who the fuck is he to tell people where they get to grieve and for how long? Who the fuck is he to judge the value of a life? I'm sorry for your intern's loss. Your little birdie says, not the arsehole. You did nothing to get him potentially fired. His own actions did that. Brainfree says, obviously not the arsehole. They didn't leave because of you. They left because he's a bad manager and they took a pay cut. Absolutely. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and move on to another story. And our next story comes from ComfortableAfraid424 who asks, am I the arsehole for commenting on a guy's receding hairline? I have a friend group who I get along with quite well but I'm not much of a fan of one guy we'll call Justin, who just seems to talk without thinking. Sometimes he's purposely rude just to be edgy. Yesterday it was kind of hot, so I wore leggings and a crop top to hang out for a picnic in the park. I'm not a skinny woman, but I'm very much comfortable in my body. Justin has never seen me in leggings before and asked if I wasn't fitting into my jeans anymore. I rolled my eyes, but didn't comment on it. Later on, he reached over to poke my stomach and told me that dresses would hide all my flab better. So I responded with, you should worry about that receding hairline first before you come, <laughs> before you come for my weight. Low blow? Maybe. His hairline is receding and he's in his mid-twenties. He does everything he can to hide it, like hats and beanies, certain haircuts, and apparently has spoken to guys about a hair transplant. 
He left pretty soon after, and a couple of my girlfriends thought it was funny, but a few of the guys are telling me that receding hairlines in men are a sore spot and that I should have just told him to cut it out. I have before, he just picks up the attitude the next time I see him. My argument is that weight is often a sore spot for women. I don't particularly care, but that doesn't mean others don't. So he should have expected to get as good as he gave. So the guy comments about you not fitting into your jeans anymore and reached over to poke your stomach and saying dresses will hide your flab better. Yeah, I can't blame you for turning around and, and giving him an equal low blow. You know, if he wants to throw around shit like this, expect it in return. And the fact that you try to talk to him like normally a couple of times and saying it's not acceptable and it just goes back to normal. Yeah, he needs a bit of his own medicine in this case, I think. But Joshua said what says folks in glass houses best not throw stones, not the arsehole. Banff says not the arsehole, let's call a spade a spade or in this case a snowflake a snowflake. He obviously can dish it out but can't take it. He tried to fat shame you but had to leave when you pointed at his hair. And I say this as a man with thinning hair himself. Your friends who stood up from them have more than a whiff of misogyny as well. Where it is fine for a man to poke fun at a woman but God forbid a woman poke a man's ego. Ultimately, you are correct. He should have expected to get as good as he gave. If he couldn't, then he should have kept his mouth shut and his hands to himself. Narkdoff says, not the arsehole. Had a male colleague stare down at my head once in an open plan office and comment that I had greys in my 20s. I didn't even look up. I just carried on with what I was doing and said, and you're going bold. What's your point? I definitely heard at least two people nearby gasp. This guy was relatively senior, but I simply didn't give him anything else to react to. Didn't look at him, didn't get emotional, nothing he could latch onto. He just stood there for a bit, obviously waiting for me to give him something he could criticize, but I carried on as though the conversation was over, which it was. You can bet he never commented on my appearance ever again. This was a trick I learned from a previous colleague who was the absolute master at dealing with sexist assholes and it works every single time. Man, I would have loved to have seen that him just sort of stood there awkwardly while other staff members are staring at him like an absolute burk. <laughs> and one more from Miles Meow95 who says, not the arsehole. He made two comments, you made one. You owe him one extra next time you see him. Keep that mental tally going one for one. It's petty, but some people you can't avoid and they don't get it. Only thing you to be the bigger person is not start it. If you can't take it, don't give it. Maybe he learned a lesson. He could be completely fine and his friends might be a bit sensitive. If he's not addressing it with you directly, assume there's no problem and just banter. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Do you think Opie was right? Do you may even think it was maybe a justified arsehole? I think it's a total not the arsehole myself, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below. A huge thank you for spending your time with me today. If you made it this far, don't forget to click that like button. Hugely helps out leaving a comment and just getting involved in the channel in general. Hugely helps out. Don't forget we got Twitter, we got Discord, we got podcasts that you can get involved with it as well. So many places to get involved. <laughs> thank you so much for your love, time and support and I will see you in the next one. I hope so anyway. Take care guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.